Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we are here on the radio, Freedom to Choose. And if you're keeping score at home, this is program number 33, and it's entitled A New Heart. And I'm pretty excited about this program, A New Heart. Uh, Susan, before we get going and Get discussing things, would you please open with a word of prayer? Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, we are so grateful that um, your job is giving us a new heart, and not just one like a cardiologist can give us, but one that truly transforms our heart, our, our hearts and our minds and, and our whole life. And so we just pray right now that as we go through this program that um, you will use it to to reach the hearts that are out there listening. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, okay, because, I mean, don't you, um, I've heard people even say, why, why doesn't he just fix me? Mm. Or don't you wish there, that there was a little switch behind your ear that, uh, that you, you know, that, got, that you could just flip and then all of a sudden you wouldn't say anything repulsive and you wouldn't lash back at people and you would be in control of your temper. and Right. So I think that sometimes, it's, and it's like really evident when you come from the background that we come from, which is, um, you know, drug abuse and alcohol abuse and everything. And so you make that drastic change in your mind and your heart and then it's like you change just, directions yeah just but, do just why can't you just do it yeah, all yeah and and it's really you know and you really notice it working with with newer addicts that that they they get really frustrated because their brain has done one thing you know when we always we always struggled mm-hmm. with that with that uh, text all things become new mm-hmm well, they're not all new for me. What do you mean all things behold, all things become new? Right. Well, it's because now we look at them through a different lens, mm-hmm. but they were still packing around that old brain mm-hmm. that has all the habits and, and it has lived selfishly for so long right. that the new heart is basically that. So why doesn't God just flip a switch? Well, it's just like a computer has a way of acting. Do you know what I mean? So a computer, when you, the more you use a computer, the more it kind of knows you mm-hmm. instinctively, right? Mm-hmm. So it does whatever. And um, it, it's, I like it because it's likened to the software of a computer. If you take out the part that's got the problem, then you take everything out. So in other words, your computer, when you load all the software in that you like your com- and then you start using it, your computer has an individuality to Correct. it. Correct. So in other words, you start arbitrarily removing that, you're, you're just going to destroy the individuality. Right. See, so God right. wants us to choose to do good, 
so that when we change, it's our choice, and we don't. He's not destroying our individuality. Right. Because if we go to God and we say to Him, "Okay, take away all the mistakes that I made in the past," you know, get rid of them out of my mind. If He does that, then He removes the part where we've learned what's right and what's wrong. Right. What worked and, how, and what didn't. And and as we go through and we have issues and we are healed from the things that have destroyed us in the past, we can help those that we meet who are. In, in the in the mode of destruction with things that we too have been destroyed by and then right. we can help yeah. to heal them. And you them. can say, this is what I tried and this right. is what worked and for me. And we can give them hope. And you're not destroying a person's individuality exactly. because God wants you to choose him. That's what love is. Right. If you love his ways, you will choose his ways and you will change, you will be transformed into that which you worship and admire. Right. Otherwise, we'd all be robots. We'd all be robots. Yeah. That would be that God. God, God uh, didn't create us to be robots. No. He created us to be individuals. Free moral agents. Right. Yeah. And we see the evidence of that. I always like to go back to Eden. Mm-hmm. What have you done, Adam? Have you made a bad choice? Mm-hmm. Have you chose to listen to a different leader other than me? Right. And ever since then, we've had that problem. We have chosen to listen to a new leader. At, at such a great risk, because you know what? When sin began with Lucifer before he was Satan, God allowed him to continue on his path. God did not use his power, right. his justice, or anything else to to stop Lucifer. And, and, wh- and why not? Because he wanted to illustrate that God created Lucifer a perfect being, and Lucifer created Satan, right. the adversary. Right. See? And so... I, I know I looked at myself when I got clean and sober, and I, and I said, what kind of person have I created here? Mm-hmm. When I look back at my past and said, man, all I did was burn people and mm-hmm. and run from problems. Put, put and, self first. And put self first. And what kind of person have I created? I, I, God didn't create that person. Right. I did right. with my choices. Mm-hmm. And he said, I will creating you into a clean heart. In fact, a new heart will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, Ezekiel 36, 26. The change in human hearts, the transformation of human characters is, is a miracle that reveals that Jesus is working to rescue us. Isn't, isn't that wonderful that um, it's, it's the consistent life that we live living in Jesus, that is that great miracle. It is. And when we talk about God, his words, the wonderful things in nature and how reality really works, this is the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. Mm-hmm. This is the word, and it is regenerating power to those who want to hear it. God's witness before the world to um, the divine mission of his son is that renewed heart and that restored life. And you can see it in people. Right. You can see God working in people. And it that's that's the beauty of it. And you know it. what? I think not only just seeing it work in people, the hope that people have to be able to see it in somebody. I know that we've been getting a lot of calls to our ministry line from um, parents and 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 people who have loved ones who are struggling with alcohol and drug mm-hmm. addiction. And they have such great hope that that their loved one can be regenerated and you know that's part of the mission of what we do and why we do it is because we have been restored somewhat right mm-hmm. we still yeah, have our own we, yeah we have our we, own we issues. a little fetching up right we still. we still have some issues but yeah. the thing is is that god is able to take someone who's broken 
and to heal them. And that's the that's the beautiful thing about um, and that's the new living heart, the, the life. New, the new heart he gives you gives you a desire to do good instead of bad. Right. It gives you that desire. Now, are you going to have the old knee jerks and the cultivated tendencies towards evil? Sure, because you're still packing the old brain around. Right. But there's this new desire to do good, and then we indiv- we choose to do God's way, and we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, and we keep our eyes fixed on him, and we become like that and, which we worship and admire. And I think one of the biggest things for me when I'm working with people, they say, well, what do I do? And, and, and you know, you can have the term, um, you, you know, you live your life like Jesus, or you look to Jesus's life. And the thing is, is Jesus was always went about um, putting himself aside in order to do for others. Mm-hmm. And and that is like the biggest thing for anybody who has issues is to be able to go out and to do for others, mm-hmm. wherever it may be. Yeah. Even if it's at the grocery store and you smile at your cashier or you help somebody with bags that someone who's older or someone who has kids and they can't quite get it together, just a small offering of help wherever you may see it, that's going to change you into that likeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, it's going to it the doing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the the when this true message is given, there's well, it's kind of a kind of a double-edged sword because there's a lot of people that want that miracle. Show us a sign. Right. Show us a miracle or I pray and I give God, God an ultimatum. See, God's not a, a vending machine in the sky to do our will. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He doesn't do tricks Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. Jesus knew he saw someone in distress. He went and asked him, the blind man, what is it you want? He says, I want to see. He says, I can help you with that. Right. If you trust me. Right. But but not God just doesn't do tricks for people to show that he's God. Right. He's there. You know, I thought of something this morning, too, is I, I was praying and I said, God, help me to put you first in my life. And then God said back, he goes, I'm already first in your life. You've got, you know what I mean? Right. I, 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 there's nothing God can do other than be first. Right. He's already there. Right. Now, right. whether I want to whether participate you, whether, in that. Right. Whether you yeah. acknowledge him as, and, and act accordingly yeah. is it, a choice it, is, that you make. Because yeah. you can always put you first. I can always put me right. first, and that puts him out of the way. Right. But he is the one and only. He's he's everything. Well, you know, the um, the, and, and we have um, several people that we know, whether they have like a, um, a debilitating disease that will continue to get worse until they die or or someone else who's struggling with some type of an ailment that is going to end to their death. And then we have family members that are praying, saying, God, you can work that miraculous miracle. And in the last days, you know, that's supposed to be happening. So please work that miracle and cure them. And the thing is, is sometimes we can set ourselves up so that if God isn't answering our prayers according to our, our will, will, we become discouraged and we become... Uh, we don't. Then, if God doesn't perform the trick, then he, you know we question. We, we, we lose who, faith, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that is a dangerous place to be. I have a little sign on my desk, and it says, "Happiness can only come in acceptance." Mm-hmm. There are so many things in this world right. that we cannot control, right? And there are so many purposes that God has in this interwoven wheel within a wheel, it says in Ezekiel, that is going on and it's so intertwined that our little, you know, our our wishes and our will may very much not be lined up with God will and we God's will and we have to understand. Right. You know, Jesus came, why? 
to do the will of God. Why? Because God's will's not being done on this planet. Correct. You know, and so for us to, so what we have to remember is to, 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 there's angels at our disposal. We can pray for God to send extra angels to be with someone, uh, to help us through whatever happens, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, whatever's going to happen, because a lot of Things are going to take place here in the near future that probably aren't going to be very savory. And, and I think the 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 thing to remember is that um, this is just we're this is not our home. This is temporary, you know? right? This is we're passing through this land just like Abraham and and I know it's really difficult to to keep that in our mind's eye to know that number one, this isn't God's ideal for humanity. No, and it never you know since sin came in. It's just been like this, this um, downward trajectory of the human race, and that wasn't God's plan for no, us. No, Jesus said, "I came to destroy the works of the devil." Right. Right. This planet ha- and to it, destroy death. This one has, yeah, and to destroy death, which is the works of the devil. Because this planet has the remnants, is the remnants of the way the devil operates, and so he came to destroy that and destroy death. So he. Um, so we have to remember this is this is temporary. This is and temporary. A much bigger picture, and I hath not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for him. Mm-hmm. And that's the big picture. And sometimes I know when we're caught up in our stuff. This year has been tough. Right. People have lost jobs. People yes. have lost friends. People have lost so much. And it's hard to There's hold. There's so much pain there, and so much brokenness yeah, out there right now. It's hard to keep the hope up. Right. It really is. And just we just have to remember, God has not left us alone. Right. He has not. Even though it doesn't seem like he's, the, he's there all the time, he has not left us alone. I will never leave you nor forsake mm-hmm. you. And I guess it's, it's just really, it's kind of like the same thing of, you know, the promise of the new heart, um, the promise that he's always there. You don't see a physical representation of it or you don't get a certificate or you don't pass a class you know what i mean so our our ways of dealing with reality um are not the same way that the spiritual realm is working and so it's hard as human beings to be able to um you know, to, to have that trust. Oh, yeah, and especially when you're in the middle of it. Just remember, he didn't save Noah from the flood. He saved him through the flood. Right, the three Hebrews. The three Hebrews, not from the fire, saved him through the and fire. And he was with them through he the fire. He was with them through the fire. And the, the the men in the in the boat, Jesus didn't save them from the storm. He saved them through the storm. He was with He's them with during them the storm. During the storm. So I think that's the thing. Do we recognize that Jesus is walking with us through the storm and that that this life is temporary and no matter what happens to us here, that there will be a better time. And there will be a bigger picture. The bigger right. picture, of course, is is that, that this will never rise up again in the universe. Right. And there will be stories that, that we can tell to other beings about what happened on this planet and how God was always there, even when it didn't seem like he was. And if we had to do it all over again, we would have done it just the same way. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, it's just... Uh, but, so, so back to the miracles. Back to the miracles. Um, um, Christ didn't doesn't um, perform miracles, and even at the demand of the Pharisees, he produced no miracles in the wilderness when Satan's insinuations came to him, and he doesn't show us his power to vindicate ourselves or to satisfy the demands or of our lack of faith or to strengthen our pride. Right, right. No, that doesn't mean the gospel's not without miracles, and that doesn't mean he's not going to work miracles in your life. 
But but Jesus has a way of knowing when we need him and when did when and that's his business and that's that's one thing I've I've always um you know you want we're working with so many people right now that are struggling with addictions and we want so bad for him to work a certain kind of miracle mm, in their lives mm-hmm. and 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 it and it seems like it works for a while and then that person falls back and we just we just want God to fix everything and it doesn't seem like he's working and then we look 2 years later and and you know what that He's, girl is, is getting a, traction. There yeah, is there a miracle is a, happening. There is a change, and it, right. and it is happening in God's time, not my time. Well, and I and I think with humanity as a whole, we're you know our our natures are not necessarily godly natures. That's a change of heart that comes. We're naturally drawn to do for self and to oh, the, be yeah. towards evil. The carnal heart is enmity towards God. In other words, a carnal heart hates God. And it isn't even expected to serve God until that rebirth, until the Nicodemus experience when Jesus said, you need to be born again. You need a new heart and a right spirit. You need to become teachable, mm-hmm. Nicodemus. And until then, we can, we don't need help, quote unquote. And so God can't help someone that doesn't think they need it. Right. Need that new birth experience, that new heart and a right spirit. That's what the rebirth is. Right. And so when you've been controlled by the stubborn heart and a, and a wayward will, um, when you finally are set free from that, um, you can be drawn towards God and his heavenly um, agencies, and a miracle is performed. And that, hap- that can happen when some, you know, you go down, uh, like, like we did, we go down a path, Mm-hmm. You know, like I say, it wasn't in my graduation speech that 25 years later I'd be living in a one-room shack. Right. That's a man under strong delusion. Right. Right? Strong delusion. And what is delusion? Delusion's when you convince yourself over and over that the path you're on is correct. Mm-hmm. And self-justification. And, and so delusion is hard to... It's, to break out It's of. hard to break out of because you continue going down. You do what you know because you like what you know. And so I have a question for you. Can you be clean and sober and doing the right thing and, and living a good life and have a house and, and do all those things that the world says you're supposed to be doing and still be delusional about your, your trust and faith in God? Well, that's a really good question because this morning on the way to work, I wrote, a, I wrote a, uh, another song. I, sometimes I write songs on the way to work. Um, as long as you're so I, paying I have, attention to the road. Well, I'm paying attention to the okay. road. It's just... Uh, I just talk it into my phone, but uh, so is the song is called a second touch. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when? Do you remember when the blind man comes to Jesus and he and he spits and he and he touches his eyes and then the guy says, "Open your eyes and check it out." And the guy says, "I, I see, see men like they look like trees. Right. It's blurry." And then Jesus, what would Jesus have a bad day? He didn't have a bad day. It was an illustration. So then he touches him again. He says, "Now what? Now he got. Now he can read the chart. Now he can see twenty twenty. Right? Right. He needed a second touch. Uh-huh. Right. And see, right now, it's an it's a it's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. It's a metaphor for some of us that have, like you say, I, I've been touched by God. But I'll tell you what, that's I can still live selfishly with a brand new house and a good job and a this and a that and all this stuff going on, I can still have a selfish heart. And so the the song, of course, is about I need a second touch. Mm-hmm. Come on, touch me again. Keep touching me. Maybe a third touch or a fourth touch. I, 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 you know, I crave that, that touch again, mm-hmm. just like the man 
He needed, and some of us need that. He needed that extra miracle. He he needed that extra miracle. Mm -hmm. See, you know, I I see a little bit, but I can't quite see. And I think coming out of the fog, especially someone getting clean and sober, you come out of a fog, man. But then I think, too, is I think that sometimes, um, you know, we can, um, you know, because we've been clean and sober for a long time. And so I think there's times where we can be um, settled into our practice of religion and spirituality, and in fact, um, still not be exactly where we could be if we were. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Well, I think we can become th- complacent. I guess it causes me to think of an illustration. Mm-hmm. A guy just goes into and, and he has his uh, another metaphor. Guy who goes in and he and he's and he's got a heart problems, mm-hmm. and they got to go in and they got to put a couple. What are they called? Stints. Yep. Okay. He's got to put a couple stints in. Okay, mm-hmm. and so they put the stints in, and he goes along, and, he, and he, you know, a couple months go by, a year goes by, and he's getting exercise, he's eating the right diet, and he's doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then some friends say, "Hey, let's go to the over to the to the burger place, and let's get a burger and fries." Mm-hmm. No, no, I really can't. Well, just one burger and fries. So then he goes over to place, and he has a burger and fries, uh-huh. and he's and the, and he bites into that burger, and he eats the fries, and the worst thing that could possibly happen in the world happens. It's nothing. Nothing. Right. See, because it doesn't happen immediately. Right. It happens over time. And that's how, how does a sheep get lost? One bite at a time. Right. One nibble at he a time. He nibbles here. He nibbles. He looks over. There's another patch. He runs over there, nibbles a little bit, looks over there. Next thing you know, he looks up and there's no more sheep around. Mm-hmm. There's no shepherd and he's lost. Right. And that's what happens. And then we, that's how we get into a delusionary state where we've nibbled our way completely off the mm-hmm. path completely off the path and then we we are convinced that we're on the right path. and so all along everything could be looking really good on the outside but in on the inside you don't have that relationship with god like we should yeah jeremiah seventeen nine: the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick right so we begin to diagnose ourselves with a sick heart mm-hmm well, that's the you know, the doctor is supposed to diagnose us, right? But we, you know, and and I, and so what do we? I guess the thing is, is you know, go back to the Bible where David says, "God create me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me, wash and, me so that I can be clean, right?" And continue to do those things that you know we know that draw us close to God, and don't allow the world and all of its fears and everything to to continue to take us away from God, but to be drawn towards him. Yeah, and so what is the beauty of that prayer that, that David utters in Psalm 51? Is Well, two, it's twofold. Number one, it happened after he sinned with Bathsheba. And after he, after killed, he killed Uriah, Uriah the Hittite. Right. Okay, so it ends up in Holy Scripture mm-hmm. as a cry out to become clean. And so even though... It was a horrible, horrible thing, and no one in the universe wished it would have happened. God still was able to use it for good, right? And still got a hold of David's heart, and and it's just God will take these things if we're able to look at them in reality, look at them clearly, and He will help mold our characters, even based on our mistakes. Mm-hmm. We, through our mistakes, through our he mistakes, can, he, can, he can still he can still work miracles with us mm-hmm. as long as we don't we don't we don't learn from our mistakes. We learn from walking through our mistakes properly. Mm-hmm. 
and looking at them truthfully and saying, what did I do? What could I do different? Am right. I teachable? Right. You know, am I teachable? Teach me. And that's, I think that's basically what David was saying in the prayer. Mm-hmm. Teach me, Lord. Wash me. You know, I, 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 okay, I'm listening now. Right. I'm and, messed up. And that's what we need to be is we need to be teachable. We have to be teachable. Right. David had gone so far into delusion, so far into delusion that he thought that murdering Uriah the Hittite was a good idea. Right. See, and that's a delusionary state that you can imagine God trying to get a hold of our hearts when we're in that state, trying and, to protect and, ourselves. And then God in his mercy sent Nathan. God in his mercy sent sent Nathan, and, and David didn't... David listened to the prophet, right. which was wonderful. Right. That's a big deal. And it began his his began an experience for his new heart. Yeah, a new heart, a new heart, a heart after God's own heart. So it doesn't matter what you've done, folks. It really doesn't. God's in the business of taking our mistakes and transforming us in a good way, transforming us and helping us. We're going to have to wrap it up, folks. Uh, remember, you can get a hold of us at 916-645-1297. If you want resources, we got resources, uh, uh, workbooks and whatnot. And uh, Susan will ship them out to you. She's good at that. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.